Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Water is very neutral. And because of its neutrality, it's able to take on the shape of the opportunity. Whatever, whatever opportunity is offered to water, it accepts and fulfills. That's also why they call it a solution. Because it is able to solve the opportunity and fulfill it. And so the ancients felt this was so incredible that they actually created a goddess out of it. The ancient masters. And that goddess is called Narayan. And they would sing the praises of that solution knowing, knowing that they were singing to themselves. Because we are the majority of water. Depending upon your nature of hydration, we are either 65 to 75 percent water. When we're born, we're actually close to 90 percent water. And so they would chant Satnarayan Wahe Guru. Hari Narayan Satnam Satnarayan Wahe Guru Hari Narayan Satnam Satnarayan Wahe Harinarayan Satnam 
Satnarayan Wahe Guru Hari Narayan Satnam Satnarayan Wahe Guru Hari Narayan Satnam Satnarayan Wahe Guru Hari Narayan Satnam Satnarayan Wahe Guru Hari Narayan Satnarayan Wahe Guru Aninarayan Satnam Jai Jainarayan Jai just means hail, hail to the solution. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being in a math class? Hail, hail to the solution. Hail, hail to the A grade. Satnarayan Wahe Release your leash Hari Narayan Satnam Satnarayan Wahe Hari Narayan Satnam Satnarayan Wahe Guru Hari Narayan Satnam Satnarayan Wahe Guru Hari Narayan Satnarayan Wahe Guru Hari Narayan Satnam Satnarayan Wahe Guru Hari Narayan Satnam Here we go Jai Jai Narayan Jai Jai Narayan 
let it go.
go again. Doesn't it make you feel like it's solved? Our topic for this evening. You have to stretch into who you are in order to ultimately identify with what you are. You have to stretch into who you are in this moment. Who are you in this moment? You're a person of emphasis added. I guess we know the mute button doesn't do a thing. You're a person of exquisite possibility. You're a person of exquisite possibility. And you know how you know what your possibilities are? Because your dreams and desires are markers on the map of your destiny, the map of your possibility. Your dreams and your desires are markers on the map of your possibilities. Anybody in here ever had a dream or a desire? A plan or a goal? And so, you know, over the millennia, if not eons, right? Thousands of years, if not millions, of developing the human consciousness we have dealt with desires and dreams in many different ways. Don't be such a dreamer. Go out and get a job. Do something useful with your life. But there is actually nothing more useful to do with your life than to dream. And dream big. But in order to fulfill that dream, because if you dream big, it will produce significant frustration. <laughs> yeah. But what you have to understand is that significant frustration is a stimulant. Like the pearl is formed from significant frustration. So if you don't have significant frustration, then either you're not dreaming or you're not paying attention to them. Significant frustration is a value. Huge significant frust frustration is known as anxiety. And anxiety has a tremendous value. Sometimes the only way out of anxiety is to express it through anger. And anger has a significant value. 
But once you get the fire started, you don't throw everything that you have onto it. You want to get that fire moving in a sustainable way. You want to attach the fire to your desire. And you want to manage the connection. Never let your desires get so far ahead of your fire that they lose fuel. Because the moment they lose fuel, I was the fire starter. If you read my book, Buried Treasures, I was the fire starter for the village. And I would start a big fire and then all the matriarchs of the village would come and get their piece of the big fire in their clay in their clay bowl. And they would take some good, good coals and burning wood and they would take it back to their home and they would add their straw to it and their shrubs to it, you know, their, their fuel to it and they would build the fire for their cooking. And my job every morning was to use a fire bow and start that fire. And one thing that I realized is that if I lost the connection of the fire, I had to start over. Because the fire will cool down instantaneously. Not once you get it going, but when you're trying to get it started. What you're doing is you're igniting resin, tree sap, in a wooden, in a wooden bowl, using a wooden stick on a bow that's spinning it very fast so that it creates this tremendous friction. Tremendous friction. Like the friction that sucks your guts in anxiety kind of friction. Gut-wrenching sensation. I was wrenching this event. So what is happening when you get that gut-wrenching frustration and anxiety? What's happening is that you are getting fire. But we have not been taught this. We've been taught that it's a bad thing. And we have a war on anxiety. It's called anti-anxiety. And you can, the weapons of the war are pills. You can take anti-anxiety pills. That would be like me taking an anti-fire pill and trying to build a fire. What's a great anti-fire pill? A cup of water. You know? Every so often I would see the friction creating the smoke and the resin and I would go, ooh. <laughs> Don't want that. What we need to do is to teach our children and the child within us how to use the fire. Because otherwise we will grow up and we will not be a person of love. We'll be a person of misdirected frustration. We'll be a person of hate. And hate is not the polarity of love. Hate is love in frustration. Because it's got the same kind of heat as love does. The polarity to love is indifference. 
because it's cold. Nothing warm about it. So what we are to do in this world is we are to teach frustration, how to channel itself into Narayana solution. And that was what the great masters taught. Can you imagine being such a benevolent master that you could rise in this world with all the factions that are blaming each other for their frustrations and realize that all we're sitting on is centuries, if not millennia, of undirected, unchanneled fuel, energy. We could bring tremendous peace because your desires, your dreams, being markers on the map of your destiny are just indications of what you have every right to achieve. And the interesting thing about our desires and our dreams is that when we actually comprehend that we have not only every right but every possibility and every capacity to achieve them, they change. Because many times we want what we can't have. But it's not that we can't have it, it's that we think we can't have it, so we want it. Once we find out we can have anything, our desires become much more accurate, much more precise, much more meaningful. We stop comparing ourselves to each other because that's a battle in itself. And we start supporting each other in the achievement of our desires. The old saying in spiritual practice of be desireless is mistaken, mistaken. It's taken incorrectly. Being desireless means that you are on the path of fulfilling the desire so the desire is becoming less. Because the desire has to become less and disappear in the moment of fulfillment because you cannot have and desire the same thing. And the only way for that to take place is to follow the path of the heart, which exerts to give and relaxes to receive. Exerts to give and relaxes to receive. But when you're exerting to get, you never receive what you got.
And because you never receive what you got, you always try to get it again. And that is the simple root of greed. Never comprehending what you have. So you don't experience it. How many people do you know that have so much but never relax? And that is literally why the industrial machine is scraping a blister in the earth. And the people who are, whose lands, I mean, not that there's ownerships, but there's proprietorship. And the people whose lands are being, what would be the word? Consumed. Without equal payment are angry. We're the solution. We're the people of love. We have to see both sides. We have to see the greed as unable to know anything else. Not blame it for being greedy. We have to see the reactive anger as being a natural reaction if you don't have the consciousness of forgiveness. But we can't ask the child to forgive if it hasn't reached 16 years old. Because the forgiveness gene, the actual, the actual, they will mimic us at a younger age, but the actual sensation of giving yourself forward by letting go of the past does not activate until puberty is over. Because prior to puberty being over, it's used as a driver by the universal intelligence that needs everything to recreate. And so you look at those cultures that are trapped, that are trapped in pubescent frustration, emotionally trapped. What do they call it in psychology? Emotionally arrested. At a young age, you realize that you have to bring understanding and love in such overwhelming quantities. Can we turn off the freezer? People are starting to bundle up. You got gloves? No. Get them out. <laughs> so the idea that we are the people of love, we have to entrain. You know what entrainment means? It means setting an example that is so profound that its influence is undeniable. The most entraining of all plants, which is it? The aroma. I didn't say planets, I said plants. Yeah. Say it? That's the most resistant. What's the most what's the most mm, penetrating? 
Keep going. You're working your brain. That's good. Bingo. Sandalwood. You know, they've got a... Um, They've got a moratorium, they've got a ban on sandalwood because sandalwood was becoming an endangered plant. And so what they do now is that they, they just cut trees in the sandalwood forest that aren't sandalwood. But boy, do they smell like sandalwood. Beca permeate, that's the word I was looking for. Sandalwood can permeate anything. Permeates anything. Except for one. Bamboo. Bamboo. Bamboo it can't be permeated by anything. So you have one extreme, which is the total permeation, which is sandalwood. And you have the other extreme, which is totally unique integrity, which is bamboo. And these were the two highest plants that were always considered the most sacred in all spiritual paths. We need to permeate. Our love needs to permeate. It needs to be so profound that your mere presence changes people. One time Yogi Bhajan was describing his... paternal grandmother, his paternal grandmother. And she was kind of the village mediator. But he noticed that every time people would come to seek mediation, you know, married couples would come and business people would come and various people would come, she wouldn't say much. And they would always leave quite satisfied. And so one time, he said this was one of the biggest lessons in his life. One time he went to his grandmother and he said, Grandma, or Naniji, Naniji, why, why do you not speak? Very much. I mean, she'd say a few words, but very little. And she said that if I cannot, by my mere presence, have an influence, how empty will be my words? Because my presence needs to influence you in your presence. My words can only reach your intellect. So I can make you think that you've resolved something. but you will walk out of here and very soon lose the capacity of resolution. We are the people, the people of love. Huh? You have to believe that. And you also have to believe that every single one of your desires and dreams is 100% available to you. You don't know how, but you know it is. And then 
your life will start to adjust so that the dreams that are accurate for your destiny will become more present than the ones that were just entertaining you because of their obscurity. And then your life becomes more simple. I don't mean that you don't achieve a great deal. I mean that your life becomes more simple. And your steps become more efficient and more accurate and more productive. Instead of three steps forward and two steps back and two steps forward and three steps back, where are we? Right where we started. But we've made a lot of movement. I'm really busy. I'm really, really busy. Why don't you just be really, really accurate? And in order to do that, you have to get in touch. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.